1: Welcome to a special episode of the DEI Discussions Fintech with Nadia. As she always says, we're here today to walk the talk for inclusive change across the entire industry, and today's chat will all be about how we can do that. My name is Georgia Richardson, I'm a marketing executive at Harrington Star, and today I'm delighted to be talking with Nadia about the 17% list, what it is, what it has achieved, and a very, very exciting new development. So, Nadia, how are you? I'm really well. Thank you, Georgia.
0: And this is really fun to be talking about the 17% list and what it's done and and what's next for it.
1: Lovely to hear. So let's start by exploring what exactly is the 17% list?
0: So the 17% list was something that I began back at the end of 2020. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to give Female technologists and female salespeople, the experts that we place uh, within the financial services sector, I wanted to give them better visibility within the marketplace. Because as a recruiter of 18 years within this space, placing technologists and sales individuals into financial services, one thing I've heard and one thing that people say all the time is, we'd love to have women within this type of role, but they just don't exist, do they? And when people are talking, they mean developers, support people, cybersecurity, sometimes data, sometimes project managers, DevOps in particular. And actually, the reality is, is if we have a look across the whole of technology here in the UK, every single technology role that exists, as of 2020, the figure was 17% of those roles were filled by women. So I wanted to call it the 17% list because I wanted to sign up different companies across the financial services, technology, and fintech sectors who wanted to have better visibility of women, not when these companies were looking and not running at their timescales, but instead running at the timescales of the women when the women were looking. Because one thing that really stood out to me over all these years of recruiting for this industry is that... If these are our statistics, and you have 100 applicants to a job, on average, you're going to have 83 men apply and 17 women. Who will you see first? Who will you interview first? The timescales of it, the sheer probability makes it so difficult to address the gender imbalance. So what I wanted to do was to rip apart the timescales, rip apart the fact that there is a physical number deficit, and elevate... Who's actually there right now in the marketplace or interested in joining our marketplace? Because obviously I want to be pushing that 17% forward and playing my tiny part to push that 17% forward and really address the gender imbalance. So that is what the 17% list began
1: as and it's been really exciting. It really is a groundbreaking initiative and I just love the energy and the exceptional commitment you have to it. Where did this drive for the 17% list come from and why did you create it? So it was, it's actually quite
0: a personal story, um, which makes sense because everybody I talk to within financial technology and fintech, when they talk about a new product or uh, something new that they've created to challenge the status quo, it's often from lived experience. And my lived experience of the early pandemic time was that, I gave birth to a baby girl. At the time, I lived really close to the city. And if we all take our minds back to April 2020, the city was dead. No one was there. It was full lockdown. And I lived near there in a very, very tiny flat, And I had my newborn baby with me and day in day out, I'd walk around the city and I'd walk through Paternoster Square, past Mansion House, through St. Paul's, over to Cannon Street, up past Bank, over to Liverpool Street as I was gaining my strength post birth with my newborn baby girl. And I'd look down at her and I'd think, what happens in 18, 19, 20 years if she wants to join this environment? Will it still be? that only only 17% of all technology roles are filled by women within this space. Is that still going to be the case? Because one of the really astonishing facts of that number and that statistic, 17%, is that that figure had remained the same for a number of years. There was some conflicting research that I looked into this, but in general, 17% was the number that had been reported for five years previous to 2020, meaning that every time anyone was trying to attract more women to the space, we were also losing them. So I think that whenever we talk about the gender balance within technology and the gender balance within our world of financial technology and fintech, we've got to be really aware that it's not just about attracting and it's not just about job seekers, it's about current staff and retaining And investing and looking after and supporting that current staff, because if we've got any chance to really start addressing this gender imbalance and any chance to really give our next generation a fair and level playing field, we've got to make sure that we are improving the industry and how the industry looks after each and every person that wants to become a part of it. Another part to that that's really important to talk about is something that I spend a lot of my time focusing on, and that is raising the awareness of what this industry is actually about, because the perception of financial technology and the perception of fintech isn't that positive out there in the media. If you ever hear about it in the newspaper or on the TV it isn't as welcoming as I am trying to showcase that it is. And not everybody subscribes to this way of thinking, but my job and my responsibility, I believe, is to celebrate the companies and to really highlight the companies that are making waves and making change happen for genuine, authentic inclusion.
1: It all links back to that message of wanting to move the needle, doesn't it? Shifting perceptions, shifting attitudes, and just getting people invested in walking the talk for change. Has this hypothetical talk of shifting the needle turned into reality? Well,
0: this is, this is the exciting part of it. So since I started this concept, I mean, it was a new concept. So a lot of people, especially at the beginning, found it quite difficult because essentially what I was saying is not only do I want you to have better visibility of female job seekers, but on top of that, I want you then to have a look at your own hiring needs. And do you have to make that one hire in Q3? Or actually, now in Q1, that you see that potential great fit, why not change that Q3 hire to Q1? Now, to a lot of people, this will sound really stressful, you know, cha- changing when you've got all your hires plugged into the dates and the year. But actually, many, many businesses are subscribing to this. They are looking to change the way that they have always recruited because they want to change the results of that recruitment drive and it has worked Uh, over the course of 2021 my most recent statistic uh, update i can say that we have placed over 100 female candidates off the back of this program we have created over 150 vacancies off the back of this program vacancies that wouldn't have wouldn't have been there individuals that wouldn't have had placements if it wasn't for this program and that to me is real tangible results that i feel super super passionate about sharing loud and proud because by changing the way we've always done something, we are starting to change the result. And it isn't just because of this programme, but the real exciting thing that's now happening within the industry is that as of 2022 this year, when you look at the statistics, we are techwomen.co.uk, the Office of National Statistics, uh, techworld.com, have all produced that as of 2022, In the UK, of all technology positions, now 19% of them are filled by women. So there is
1: change, and we are slowly but surely shifting that needle. A massive congratulations to you, to the team, and to every single person who signed up to this initiative. It's brilliant to hear. So the name is changing to the 19% list now. Yes, that
0: is exactly what's happening. So we will be changing the name from the 17% list to the 19% list. And this was something that I thought about when I first, first pulled together the campaign. I wanted to make it really visible when, when change was happening. Everything to do with what I stand for when I say, walk the talk, let's actually implement tangible change. Let's stop being theoretical about things and instead be practical about things. This is why the name itself, I wanted to have it as the 17% list, the 19% list. I can't wait for the day that we actually don't even need the list because we're at 50-50 parity. And I think it's really, really important to note as well that the entirety of this list and what I'm trying to do is for people who identify as women. And it's really, really important that when we talk about this name change that we are constantly highlighting all the work that we're doing to drive this change. And that work is multifaceted. It's not just me as one person, it's our entire team at Harrington Star. We have completely shifted the way that we look at candidate attraction and how we go out there and identify job seekers. We have so many different campaigns that allow us to reach the people that were previously not reached by the recruitment industry to attract them to the financial services technology industry and the fintech industry. We have multiple marketing campaigns that allow us to reach people who never would have previously considered this space as a space for them we're doing so much to go out to university students Uh, we're supporting businesses that go out to schools we're doing so many things for next generation but also we are working so so hard with each and every one of the people that have signed up to this list so we now have over 150 clients signed up to what is now called the 19 percent list who are working so closely with us to ensure that They are improving their workplaces. They are building better policies. They are working with their staff to ensure that those policies are in place, but practice is in place. Good practice that happens day in, day out to ensure that psychological safety is within businesses. Support for individuals is where it should be. Really, really clear and constant communication and collaboration to ensure that people are being reactive but proactive to the needs of their individuals within their teams. These are the foundations of how we retain people. We retain them by investing in them and looking after their unique needs and being awakened to their unique needs. So for me, it's not only just about Harrington Star changing the name to the 19% list because there has been a shift. It's about celebrating everybody that is involved in that shift. And of course, the women themselves, the women who never would have considered this industry, who are now, because they've become aware of, of what this industry is trying to do, who are now thinking about joining it because of the people who want to stay within the industry because their businesses are looking after them better. There's so much to celebrate here and this is why we wanted to do this podcast, right?
1: Definitely. And I know that we can't wait to officially roll out this new chapter. I have no doubts it will continue to reach exceptional heights, but I'd love to know what your vision is for the 19% list. So what's next?
0: So I believe that, we can only celebrate so much because 19% let us let's all be honest is still a pretty dismal figure it is great to pass everybody on the back that we that there has been a shift of 2% But we're still talking about dismal figures and we've got to be really honest with ourselves about that. This is nowhere near the reflection of society and we've got a long way to go. And we need to support each other day in, day out to make that long yards that need to happen. We all need to be vigilant. We all need to be involved. And the 19% list is just one thing that we all can very easily do. When I celebrate 150 clients within the financial services, technology and fintech space that signed up to this, that really is a drop in the ocean. This should be that we have 1,500 clients by now who are subscribed to this 19% list. It should be that we are growing day in, day out. And Absolutely inundated with people wanting to do something about the females that we are giving better visibility to it should be that every single woman that works with us has a number of opportunities across the fintech space because Companies are putting their money where their mouth is when it comes to addressing the gender imbalance within their teams. It should be that people are actually looking at their hiring plans and structures for the year and saying, well, actually, if DE&I is as important as we say it is, then we should feel OK to depart from our structure that we've got in place to allow for the change in the result." I know that I am, I'm being quite flippant with that because I know that that is a huge, huge thing for companies to do. But I think it's really important that we weigh up the change of action to get the change of result that we want and, and how important that is for, for the business, for the team, For the industry for society this isn't just about the workplace i always say that i think it's a much much bigger thing that we're trying to drive change for here so as you can probably hear in my voice i am nowhere near stopping on this and i'm really excited to see how much farther we can push this if we all work together moving forward
1: it's been a pleasure speaking with you nads and we can't wait to see what direction the 19 percent list takes this year If anyone listening would like to learn more or become part of this groundbreaking initiative, you can reach out to Nadia or the team either on LinkedIn or by email. I'll make sure to link all the contact details in the caption. Thank you so much for listening to this DEI discussion special and we'll speak with you all again shortly. Thank you.